Hello, my beautiful darling. Welcome back to the Soul Quest podcast. I'm your host, Kirby. And as always, I am so excited that you are here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Holy what the F. It is March. It's March. It's the third month of the year. Are you kidding me? We're almost through the first quarter of the year. What has actually happened? I'm ecstatic because I'm finally going to be going back down to Mexico. I have never felt more out of sorts than I have for the last four months that I have been outside of Mexico in the United States. It's really funny because I had a astrocartography reading with a friend and literally in the United States, I have zero planets. I have zero planets in the United States and in Mexico, the area where I live, literally my planet for inner child healing is right there. So is it by chance that I would energetically, intuitively feel called to live outside of the United States? I think not. Um, I will link her information below if you're interested in getting a reading. She does basically a astrology chart reading and then she also looks at the astrocartography. So that might be something that you might be interested in, especially today because we're talking again back into the astrology. I know my last two episodes I was talking about pregnancy and my birth, all these things. To be honest, I'm just trying to get you caught up. I'm trying to catch you up on all the wildness that happened over the last two years and everything, you know, I had to take a hiatus from the podcast, you know, all the things. And I know some of you are not really into hearing all that, but I really felt called to share it. I feel like it's important to share these things. I am passionate about natural and holistic pregnancies and health and home birthing and all of that stuff. And I figured it would be great to share. And even if you're not really into that, I do kind of empower you to maybe listen to it because I do drop a lot of tidbits of wisdom in there. Maybe that's something that would interest you. I don't know. You know, I'm always spitting facts, spitting the good juice. You know what I mean? So check it out if that's something that you're interested in. But like I had said when I brought back the podcast this year, that I wanted to do the first week of every month giving you kind of an energetic update for that month and how you can use that on your healing and growth journey. It's really important. I'm not somebody who likes to have my hands tied by astrology and being like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. I can't do it or everything's wrong. Nah. You should know me by now. You know, I keep it pretty real. I'm not about victimization. In fact, I cannot fucking stand victimization. Woe is me. Life is hard. And you know what? Maybe the reason why I can't stand it right now is because I used to be that person. I did. I did. I used to be that person and I just thought that the world was against me. Let me tell you. I see you, girl. If you think the world is against you, it's not. It's literally not against you. You just haven't known how to live successfully in this world. You haven't learned or known how to use the laws of this universe to benefit you and or the energy of what's going on to maximize your life. And once I started learning and understanding so much more about the different planetary shifts and how literally energy is moving in and out at all times and why not use it to our benefit. When the planets are moving in different directions and the energy of what's supposed to be happening that month, why don't we use it in our benefit? Why don't we tap into that and help ourselves out instead of being like, oh, 
I know better or this or that, or looking at the energy and instead doing nothing because that's the worst thing you can do. Having the energetic shifts happening around you and you not doing anything with them because that literally goes against the point of why you're even here. That goes against everything that feels right internally for you to be doing. When we deny and resist what is meant to help us, we are going against the laws of the universe. We are going against why our soul came here. And I'll tell you, if you've been in the place or you feel currently now where you feel stuck or lost or uncertain, it's because you haven't been creating. It's because you haven't been using your creative abilities to enhance your life. Your job as a soul here on earth is to create. You are a creator. You are always creating whether you realize you're creating or not. So if your life isn't where you want it to be, you've got to look at your creative habits because your life is a culmination of your habits. What are you doing? What forward movement are you implementing in your life? And if there is no forward movement, you are not using your creative power and instead your old past self is the one that is driving the bus of your life. Are you in the driver's seat of your life or is your past self in the driver's seat of your life? Because if you feel lost and unsure, that means that you haven't put a vision in place. You haven't put a goal in place, which then directs the path for your soul to walk on. When you are not implementing intention and goals and visions for your day, for your month, for your life, you're leaving it up to chance. And your body doesn't want to work harder than it needs to. So it's like, hey, well, this past version of myself, that's kind of how she's been hanging out. So I guess we're just going to do that because I'm not going to just make shit happen for no reason, right? So your body reverts back to your old ways of being. It looks back at your past self and it's like, oh, this is how we've been. Okay, 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 okay. We're just going to do that. And when you're not being guided by your future, and you're being guided by your past, you keep looping on the same problems and you feel stuck and you feel lost and you feel insecure. You feel like you don't know who you are. You don't know what you want. That's because you're not exerting any creative power. And if you've been in fight or flight, if you've been in survival mode, you actually cannot implement a future vision. You cannot be on a path in creative power because all of your energy is being exerted to survive. When you are in survival mode, you cannot create. You cannot use the laws of the universe to benefit you, to serve life because your body is fighting for its life. All of your creative energy is being used to survive. And again, when you're in survival mode, you're in the past. So you can't create your future when your body is exerting every ounce of energy to survive. This is why calming the nervous system and getting the body out of fight or flight, letting the body know that it's safe is so important because the body cannot heal. It cannot cannot create when it does not feel safe for change. If it doesn't feel safe for change, it perceives change as a threat. I was talking about this in one of my last podcast episodes, I'm pretty sure in the last one. So this is what I'm saying. Even though I was talking about giving birth, you should go back and listen to it because there's some major gems. I was talking about survival mode, fight or flight, nervous system, all that stuff. You really should go back and listen to it because it was phenomenal. I, I, I literally let everything flow through me. So 
jump back over there and check that out. But literally, you have to get the body out of fight or flight if you really want to exert your power to be a creator in life because they they do not work together. If your body doesn't feel safe enough for change, change isn't going to happen because it perceives change as a lion. It thinks change is a lion standing in front of you ready to eat your face off. And your body's not going to be like, hey, let's try and manifest, hey? Let's try and raise this vibration. There's a lion staring at me. I'm going to sit here and calm down and I'm going to raise my vibration. No, 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 no. They do, you can't be stressed out and healing at the same time. You can't be stressed out and creating at the same time. It's the same thing where it's like you're, you can't feel angry internally and claim that you're happy. They're two oppositions, right? They, they, they don't match. There's the law of polarity, right? It's, they don't work. So it's really, really important to get your nervous system in check. And lucky for you, queen, lucky for you. This is available in my membership and you can get on the wait list to get into the membership if you feel called to. There's a link below for that. This is literally the first step. This is even more important than implementing awareness into your life of lots of things. Your nervous system needs to be calm. If you struggle with anxiety, you need to focus on your nervous system. If your mind is constantly spiraling into negative thoughts, you need to focus on your nervous system. If you live a stressed out life of family, job, relationships, you need to focus on your nervous system. Your nervous system is the number one thing that needs to be focused on before any other change can happen. Because if your body does not feel safe enough for change, change cannot happen. It's the most important thing. It is the number one vital tool. This has been integral for my own life, my own healing journey. And I am adamant about spending a lot of time on my own nervous system. And that was one of the biggest things that I did do. In my first year of being a mom, every day, no matter what, there was something that I did for my nervous system because I'm not going to lie. I was in survival mode. I'm realizing this now after looking back on the year. This is why sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you don't need to come up with all the answers. You don't need to share about all the things. I couldn't share about all of it when I was in the thick of it. You know what I mean? I was drowning a little bit. But now I'm like, oh, okay. But luckily I was reinforcing my nervous system. It was really bringing my body back to safety, to clarity, to security every single day. And it's really, really easy. This is the other thing. If you don't get a lot of sleep, your nervous system is completely overwhelmed. It's easier for your nervous system to get so stressed out and to fall into survival mode when you're not getting enough sleep, when you're not eating the right food, when you're not getting out in nature. So you really need to, especially like in the winter months, this is when seasonal depression and things can happen. You need to keep reassuring your nervous system that you're safe, that you're secure, that you're good. Because if you don't, then real long lasting change isn't going to happen. A lot of people try to implement change into their life without doing anything for their nervous system. And what happens? After a week or two, the change that they were implementing immediately goes away. It's because it could not stick because the body doesn't feel safe enough for it. So the number one thing is get in there and nourish your nervous system. We are here back on the astrology update for the month of March. I'm actually loving doing this because I think it's really amazing. Let's talk into, this is a life-changing month. I spoke about it last podcast episode. I was talking about the energy shifts and the preparation that was happening in February. March is the one. 
Okay? Okay. It's a life-changing month. There's amazing things that are happening. It's a time of, seriously, rebirth, transformation. It is a time of massive shifts that are happening, planetary shifts that are happening. Lots of things are happening. I mean, I'm going to go through all of it, but it's really amazing. It, it's like a reset. It's a full-on reset of your life. If you really want it to be, if you want to use the energy, let's re- you can reset your life. You know what I mean? So two major planets, Pluto and Saturn are changing signs. These planets came together in January, 2020 in Capricorn. And this was at the beginning of COVID. This was at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. And now they're moving on. They're changing frequency. They're shifting energy. Think about where you were at in January, 2020. Doesn't it feel like literally the last three years have just like what happened? What even happened in the last three years? Honestly, I'm super cool with moving on from that energy. Super cool with keeping that shit in the past and like not revisiting that. So I'm sure you feel pretty cool about that too. But yeah, these two planets are moving forward now. So that massive change, you probably are a completely different person now than you were in January, 2020. Why is it that so many people got divorced, got married, moved homes, changed careers, this and that. So much change happened during that time because we were forced to really look at ourselves and look at the areas in our life that wasn't freaking working. So these planets moving forward, it's like, okay, it's turning a new leaf for a new life, honestly. On the 8th of March, Saturn is going to go into Pisces. Pisces is the last sign in the zodiac. So this is saying we are coming to an end of a long 28, 29 year cycle because that's how long it takes Saturn to come back around. So Saturn is leaving a 29 year cycle. And for some people, it might be the beginning of Saturn return. If you're born in the 60s between 64 to 67, then your second Saturn return is coming around. And this is what people sometimes refer to as midlife crises. Because when you're not living in alignment with what your soul wants, when your Saturn return comes around, it will rock you out of like where you're at. It'll rock you out of the place that you're in because you're not paying attention. You're not listening. You're not doing what your soul wants. So it'll shift the trajectory of your life. And this is when people have like midlife crises, right? The first Saturn return that happens in people's lives is between the ages of like 28 to 31. So if you're born between 1993 to 1996, you might be going through your first. And this aspect of Saturn return is, again, if, if you're not in alignment and your soul wants you to go in a different direction in life, this is when it's going to do. And this is literally what happened with me and my own Saturn return. I was working as a designer at Ralph Lauren, and then I literally gave up my entire life. I stopped working as a designer. I left New York City. I moved back to Chicago. I found out all these things with the Lyme and all this stuff, everything that all happened during my Saturn return. Is that by chance, girl? No, 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 no. It's not by chance. It's not by chance. Like, it's actually hilarious when I look back to it. I'm like, wow, my soul was really fucking pissed off at me (laughs) because I was living so out of alignment. I was not connected in with my integrity, my authenticity. I was a lost puppy, but that's okay. Because we rise like the phoenix, girl, just like you fall down, right? You can fall down to the bottom. You might be at the bottom of the barrel right now. What happens when you reach the bottom? It's a good thing. You can only go up. You know what I mean? So that's what happened in my own life. I surrendered. Boy, it was hard. I'll tell you what. It was freaking hard. But then you rise. You rise like the phoenix, baby girl. You know what I mean? And so that might be where, where you're at as well. 
if you are having a Saturn return here, maybe the first or the second, you could potentially be having a third Saturn return, but this might be that you're like in your 90s or so. You're probably not here listening on my podcast if you're in your 90s. But there is an aspect of potentially having a third Saturn return happening during this time, but it's much smaller than those who are probably in their first or second. But for those of you who are having it, this is a significant time for you, but Saturn moving like this will affect everyone in some way because we have all of the planets in our charts. So you have some aspect of Saturn in your own birth chart. Just because you might not be having a Saturn return doesn't mean that you're not being affected by it. The fact of the matter is, regardless of a Saturn return or not, the fact that this almost 30-year cycle is closing, I mean, let's look at that in our own lives. What do you want to close out that maybe you've been carrying your whole life? Like me, in my case, I'm only 35. So really, I've been in the energy of this Saturn since I was five years old. That's a lot of time where it's like, all right, I'd like to close out areas there, open up the doors to other areas because I'm a different person. I'm more aware and in control and conscious of many other things, right? So look at that within your own life as well. And Saturn's going to go into Pisces for three years, starting from March 8th. And this is structure. Saturn is like structure and organization and Pisces doesn't like to be structured. So this is kind of like a a battle a little bit between. Pisces likes to flow. And what can happen with this is this can bring kind of grounding of everything connected with the mystical, astrological, tarot, spiritual, if even healing, right? If you're a healer and you've wanted to get into this world or maybe you've kind of started, you've opened the door to maybe being a spiritual teacher or a healer or a Reiki or a guide or tarot, mystical, any of that stuff, it's not by chance that you've been feeling called for that at this point in your life as well. That's not happening randomly. It's happening because the energy is moving in that direction. You might not have known that. This might be the confirmation that you've been seeking or wanting to know for that. But there's a reason why you felt called to that. This is a time. And that's why a lot of healers maybe feel validated moving forward. Now like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something I can do. And one of the best ways and things that you can do to, to work with this energy is to open yourself to the spiritual you and the energy and the aura around you, the field around you, and be very connected back in with who you are. This is why doing healing work isn't just for you. It's for you stepping into your power and being able to help other people. Leaning into your own internal energy and grounding in it and and becoming clearer and starting to listen and trust yourselves. This is why I was talking about with my home birth We want to, there's a big problem that I have with Western world with giving birth and it's that it removes the trust from the mother and listening and trusting herself. Instead of really tuning into her body, she's seeking the doctor to give her the answers or the this person or the that person. Why do you think that I didn't talk to anybody about this? Because I was clear I could not have bugs in my ears trying to tell me their own things and this and that and da da da. I knew it internally, deep in my bones. When I tell you that I knew the answers in my bones, there was nothing that was clearer for me. And I'm no different than you. We all have this ability. It's within us. It's ingrained in us. And although I had been deeply connected with my intuition and my high self and guides and all that stuff for a long time prior to giving birth, it amplified 
when I was pregnant. It was so clear and concise. And to anyone else who doesn't understand this, they might think like, Kirby, you're fucking crazy. I get that. I get that. A lot of people think I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm just awake. You have this ability within you too. And even if you ask outside of giving birth, you ask any mother now who is connected with their children, there is a deeper knowing and understanding that you have within you for your kid. You know, you feel it. And the mother's intuition is unlike anything else. And as much as you have that clarity and that awareness that you have with your own kids as a mother or a father, you you have that for your whole life as well. And it's time for you to listen to that, lean into that, trust that, and even do a test for a week where you disconnect yourself from a lot of these external things, even disconnect yourself from me, from this podcast, from anything. I don't care. Disconnect yourself from the world trying to tell you what to fucking think, from the people who are telling you what to think, how to be, what is right, and go within. Spend 30 minutes every day sitting in silence. Heck, go outside and get your pretty little feet on that ground, on that earth, and let nature start marinating in you. I'll tell you, you will start believing and trusting yourself. You will start listening. The reason why a lot of people can't hear their intuition is because there's too much fucking noise. Where you put your attention is where you put your energy. How can you hear your intuition if you're always watching the TV, watching social media, watching movies, listening to music, surrounded by people? You've got to silence the mind, silence the body. Messages don't come through when there's all this chatter. You're not going to hear messages from your highest self, from source, from the universe, right? You've got to silence. I challenge you for the next seven days, disconnect so you can reconnect. Disconnect from the world. Disconnect from the shitty people around you who make you question yourself, who make you not feel good enough, who doubt you, who challenge you, who don't support you. And this includes all the randos that you follow on social media that you have an obsession about, disconnect, disconnect from technology in general, reconnect with yourself, go reconnect with nature so you can reconnect with yourself. Nature has all the answers for you. Nature can transmute any energy that you have in your body. Why is it when you put your feet on the freaking earth, it literally, you absorb in those negative ions to combat all the positive ions you have in the body to neutralize where you're at. Nature's giving you information. It's giving you guidance. Why do you think shamans live in huts in the middle of the jungle? Nature. Monks sit and meditate in caves. Nature. There is nothing that is not who we are that is not connected with nature. The reason why our world is so fucking disconnected is because we're disconnected from nature. We have to get reconnected back with nature. And if you don't want to go back and get outside in nature, then you're missing out on a part of really learning who you are. Why do you think you have clarity in your life when you go for a walk outside? This is also what's so important because we're moving into spring here, right? It's like, let's reawaken ourselves back out to this earth element. 
I'll talk a little bit into it because we have the spring equinox coming up. Healing during this time is going to take a massive jump. It's going to be pretty massive that's going to move forward. More people are going to be stepping into their power as Saturn is in Pisces for the next three years, and more people are going to be doing healing. If you think that there isn't room for you in this space, I can assure you there is. Do not worry. There is space for you to be in this. If you feel called to learn astrology, energy healing, um, anything, whatever, healing can look like a lot of things. If you're feeling called to learn about herbs, do it. Lean into it. Detoxification, do it. Meditation, do it. Yoga, do it. Don't question it. Listen and act. Listen and act. Listen and act. We receive the guidance. You're not supposed to make decisions in your life. You receive the guidance from your highest self. Take action. Without the actionable step, you're not using the laws of the universe. We need to take action. Take action. Because we as humans, we have free will. I had somebody recently, they were telling me, they were like, oh, you know, but the universe won't give this to me. And I was like, the universe cannot give you anything unless you exert your free will. People who don't understand the laws of the universe think that good things happening to other people happen just by luck. They think that, oh, that person's just lucky. Oh, that person's just special. No, they're not. Nothing can happen in this world without the laws of the universe working at hand. Source isn't withholding good things from you. Source isn't withholding your destiny from you. You are withholding your destiny. If it's already in your consciousness, a desire that you have, that is energetically marinating around you. But you're not doing your part. You have to take action. That's your part. That's you using the laws of the universe. Because if you're not implementing the laws of cause and effect, you cannot receive back what it is that you desire. You have to create the cause to, in order to receive the effect. That's how it works with the law of cause and effect. The law of attraction is really a secondary law. Things that we attract back in, it's secondary. There are primary laws that have to be implemented first in order for you to receive and attract back in. But you should really be focusing on the law of cause and effect. You create the cause, ding, 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 then you receive the effect. But it's not like source isn't just sitting up there like, oh, you haven't learned your lesson yet, Kirby. I can't send this your way. No, Kirby, you haven't fucking taken action. That's what source is saying. You're not taking action. You're not listening. You're not doing it. And because you're exerting your free will and choosing not to listen and choosing not to take action, therefore, you are not creating the cause. So, if so facto, you cannot receive the effect back if you're not creating the cause. It's a law of the universe. God is not reprimanding you, making you wait, feeling like you have to put in more time. You don't have to put in more time. You don't have to put in more time. You have to just start creating the cause. You have to start implementing the cause. This is why aligned action is so important in our lives. Because if we're not implementing the action, there is no cause that is happening. And the effect cannot be brought back without the cause. So stop blaming God, source, the universe for why things are not working out for you. You have free will as a human being. You have to put the one foot in front of the other. I was talking about this on my membership coaching call this past week. How it's 1% every single day. You have to take one step forward every single day. 
When you're not taking a step forward, you're not using your creative energy. You're not living in alignment with your soul. When you are neglecting and rejecting and denying and fighting all of the pieces of who you are inside, you are falling back, just like I said earlier, to your past self and into a state of fight, flight, or freeze. And then your body's not happy. Your soul's not happy. And there's no forward movement. And you're not using the laws in your favor. The reason why so many of us, and I know this now because obviously I I get this now, but the reason why so many of us, our lives are not the way that we had wanted them to be. I lived this for so much of my life. It's because we didn't even know how to use the laws of the universe. We, We were never taught. We learned them. We never taught them. But this is why. This is why awareness is so good. Because when you make the unconscious conscious, then you can have change. You cannot change without awareness. And when you know better, you do better. This is why I say it all the time. My favorite quote, Maya Angelou, you do the best you can. And when you know better, do better. You know better now. Let's do better. Don't you deserve to have better? Don't you deserve to do better in your life? You do. Everybody deserves to have better. The only reason why we haven't accepted better prior to now is because we didn't even know that was an option. Maybe we didn't think we were worthy of it. Let me tell you, girl, you're freaking worthy. Anyways, let's get back to this. Tangent, hashtag tangent, you know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, so on the 24th of March, Pluto's going to go into Aquarius. So remember I was talking about in the beginning, Pluto and Saturn are shifting. So now we're going into, we were just talking about Saturn. Now Pluto is going to go into Aquarius until June, okay? And then in 2024, it's going to go into Aquarius for 20 fucking years, 20 years. So for this first couple months, right, from now until June, we're going to get a small taste. We're getting a tasting plate, okay, a little wine and cheese. And this energy is very different from Pisces energy. Pisces, again, is the feeling, the intuition. Remember, I was talking about trusting yourself. But this Aquarius energy for Pluto, this is technology, mental, mind, okay? And it's going to be at zero degrees, which is what it was in December 2020. Lots of shit was happening in our world in December 2020. So there can also be kind of a a little bit of a battle there because we've got that Pisces energy, again, with the feeling, the intuition. And then very contrast to that is the technology. It's a bit more, right, masculine, intense, okay? And on the 26th, Mars, which is the ruler of Pluto, is also going to be changing months into Cancer. It's going to be more direct. So with this energy for that, is anything that you have been on the fence about, there is going to be forward momentum momentum from the 26th. So it's time to work on inner being and keep on raising the frequency and living in the light full of love, right? This is such a part of who you are. Moving direct in this way, really allowing ourselves to, again, step into that power. This is why I'm all about like doing the inner work, constantly setting things in motion, being connected with your healing journey. And what's amazing is on March 20th, we have the first equinox of the year. It's the spring equinox. Hello, spring forward. Remember I was talking with you about nature, all the pieces, the beauty? Yes, here we are. This is where it is, right? So the spring equinox is 
a point of balance, which marks the halfway point between the winter and the summer solstice. And this this year, it's going to be on the 20th. And it's one day before the new moon. And I'm going to talk to you about the amazing aspects of this new moon that's also happening. Remember I said March. March has got some shit happening, right? Okay. So we need to honor this moment of the equinox. And it's leading us from one state of being into another, right? From the dark half of the year into the light of year. This also mirrors our internal shadows, right? This equinox initiates us into the sign of Aries, which is also the new astrological year. So that's, again, a changing, a closing of a chapter of an astrological year into a new year, right? There's so many new beginnings that are happening this year. So many parts that are closing. Saturn closing out, Pluto closing out, right? The astrological year closing out, winter closing out, going into spring. You know what I mean? Massive, massive, massive rebirth, massive transformation. And so the word equinox is actually derived from the Latin aquas. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's aquas, meaning equal, and nox, meaning night. This is the first of only two days of the year when the length of the day is equal to the length of the night. And those people in the northern hemisphere experiencing spring's emergence, the breathing, right, the new phase of spring, and those in the southern hemisphere, they're getting um, fall's descent, right? They're moving into fall. There's the wheel of the year, Okay, I don't know if you know about the Wheel of the Year, but it's an annual cycle of eight festivals, also called Sabbaths, that mark seasonal turning points in the year. And under our kind of mainstream Western industrial society, we follow the concept of like linear time. But in the past and ancestrally, when we lived again in close relationships with nature, I keep talking about nature. Are you hearing me yet, darling? Get your ass in nature, okay? With this connection with nature, time was perceived as cyclical. The wheel of the year is a calendar focused on this cyclical journey of seasons, okay? And with this position with spring, as the wheel of the year turns, we witness the sun growing in strength and it's bringing in the beauty of spring. In this beautiful day of the equinox, the point is we need to pause, acknowledge where we've come and where we are going, And are we living out our deepest values, integrity, authenticity, our commitments? We're breaking free from winters, the dormancy, kind of the hibernation. You know what I mean? And now we need to kind of contemplate the parts of life that help us shake off kind of the heavy, the slowness that's been with kind of that dark time of the year. And now we're moving into this opportunity to show up in radical boldness. Again, this rebirth, this stepping into our power. It's it's power that we're supposed to be living in. That truth of listening, trusting, believing, being connection with our authenticity and stepping into that beautiful power. It's not about being intense and masculine, but your boldness, your truth, your authenticity is who you are. Unapologetically. That's, you are supposed to be living so unapologetically in a complete uncare of what anyone else thinks, says, or believes about you. Because what anyone else thinks, says, or believes about you has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. They can only perceive you and see you based off of how they see and perceive themselves. So does that have anything to do with you? No. 
And if they're not honoring you, queen, they're not putting you up on this divine pedestal that you deserve to be on, not because you are above them, but because you deserve to be honored, then maybe they don't deserve to be in your life. Because nobody should be belittling or looking down on you in any way that does not, that, that dims your light, that brings you down to a level of their understanding. Like you deserve to be honored and valued for the divine being that you are. And if anybody can't see that, maybe they don't deserve to be in your life. I've been speaking into this, right? We're talking about nature here. And again, with this wheel, the turning of the wheel, nature is deeply connected with us, right? Spring is nature. And nature teaches us that change is the only constant. And what once provided us with comfort and protection might now be a source of pain and suffocation, preventing us from becoming the humans that we are here to be. But through this beauty and this essence of spring, you're being asked, you're being invited by nature to pay close attention to what sets you free inside. What brings you joy? What supports your thriving? Just like I said, are, are these people, are things around you supporting your thriving? Or are they taking away from your thriving? And when we're clear on that, we can show up fully boldly and able to be in service toward the creating the world that we desire. A lot of times I I do, I get questions about, you know, like my boundaries with my family and it's sad. It is sad because let's talk about it, right? It's a sad thing, but what's the alternative? Okay. The alternative is me having to sabotage a piece of myself because I cannot be seen by them. Every time, like if to even communicate, right, they cannot understand me. So that means that I have to give a piece of myself away. How many parts of yourself are you willing to give away to people in order to make other people happy? If your priority is not making yourself happy and instead prioritizing everyone else's happiness are you really able to fulfill your duty here on earth? If, if it means having to lose a piece of yourself, is it worth your time? Is it worth being a part of your life? And the fact of the matter is, is the more that we get clearer and clearer and clearer on who we are and that we are unwilling to sabotage pieces of ourselves for anybody else's happiness. It doesn't really matter who the person is, whether it's family or not, job or not, friend or not, whatever. It doesn't really matter because if it means you have to lose a piece of yourself, it's simply not worth it. And this does take deeper and deeper levels of healing, right? Obviously, I've done lots and lots of healing to be at peace with this. But the fact is, I am unwilling to give up this peace because I became clear on who I am and I decided that I deserve to honor that. And nobody is worth me dishonoring myself. Nobody's worth that. I don't care. Whether it's a mom, a sibling, anybody, I shouldn't have to be belittling 
and abandoning myself for anyone else's peace and happiness, and neither should you. To people in the unhealed world, unaware world, it looks harsh and mean and intense. But to those of you who get this and understand this, you probably feel the same too, which is the same reason why you might have closed the door on your own friendships, relationships, careers, whatever. That's why it's so important for you to relearn who you are, for you to shed the layers of all the pieces of who you are not so that you can really step authentically into who you actually are. As a collective, we are being asked to stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zones. What's comfortable was for me to continue self-sabotaging because that's what I knew, especially in regards to my family. Don't speak my truth because don't rock the family boat because then you don't have to deal with it. That was easier. It was easier than doing this, right? Because the alternative is me having to stand up for myself and as a result, not being in contact with my family, right? Just because people have boundaries with their family doesn't mean they, that's ideal. That's, that's what they would, I would love for it to be different. I would love to be able to show up in regards to my family and to just be seen. That's simply not possible. Maybe one day, I hope. But this is me having to step outside of my comfort zone. We're being asked as a collective to step outside of our comfort zone to actually show up who the fuck we are, who we're supposed to be, whether anyone understands that or not. Do you know how many people think I've lost my marbles? That was my biggest fear, even stepping into spiritual work and, and the Akashic Records and all of that. I was like, what are people who I worked with as fashion designers going to think of me? What are people who I went to high school with going to think of me? And then I was like, actually, I don't fucking care what they think because I'm finally living authentically. And any time that we worry about what anyone else is thinking about us, we're giving them our power. Anyone else's opinion of you does not matter. It simply doesn't matter. That's their own problem. That's their own issues. If they cannot see you and accept you and love you as who you are in the different decisions, the ebbs and flows of life, then they aren't meant to be in your life. We send them love. We send them grace. We send them compassion. But do we need to be around them to have them question our every move? No, we don't. The world is asking you and giving you permission to break free. Are you going to give yourself permission to break free? Break free from the program from the outer shell that we have hidden behind for many years, thinking that it kept us safe. It didn't keep us safe. It just kept us small. You're being asked to dismantle the systems, the layers, so that you can change the world, which is why you're here. So you can be the light worker that you're meant to be. Through facing the dark, this is why the shadow is so important, we can live in the light. And it's up to us. So let me go back a little bit. The new moon. New moon is happening the day after the equinox, okay? Zero degree in Aries on the new moon. So this is the day after the equinox, one of the most pivotal days for us. And then we open the new chapter into the astrological year. And then this new moon is one of the most powerful portals that is opening and giving you the opportunity for your own great reset basically it this is the pivotal day of the month for rebirth for new identity so as i've been speaking into this whole time is you being clear and stepping into your authenticity jupiter is in aries 
the sun is in Aries. Mercury is in Aries. Zero point Aries is the beginning of the zodiac. This is like literally a fresh new beginning. What do you want to be rid of? What kind of rebirth do you want to be having? What do you want to step into and also shed and move away from? Think about the, those things that you're carrying, right? Those, those trauma responses, right? The procrastination, overthinking, the feeling bad about saying no. Those are just trauma responses. They're not <laughs> who, who you are. Those are not your personality. Procrastination is not your personality. It's a trauma response because it creates chaos because you're used to chaos. So you're creating chaos. We need to tune into the power of this energy so you can get the best of it and to propel you forward in your own life. A full rebirth day. Really, that day on the new moon, it's the 21st, should be a pivotal, pivotal moment for you to cleanse clarity moving forward. And remember, we change the world from inside out. The external world does not change internally. We change internally, then we change the external world. We shift everything from what we do internally. So diving in and really leaning into your own healing and growth and expansion, that is going to be really important. And Aries is going to continue being really relevant here. And April 20th is the solar eclipse in Aries. And then May 5th, like there's so much happening in Aries for the next couple months. So this is really building up to that Aries energy. And if you're sensitive, if you're a highly sensitive person or an empath, you're probably already feeling this. There is a big shift of energy. The biggest piece is we have to stop looking to others and start listening to ourselves. This Aries point is to remove limitations. You might be close to a breakthrough and you need to keep pushing and remember that you're unlimited. And anytime those wounds come up, you have to be bigger than them. You have to lean into the healing tools to release and transmute that energy into the future. The esoteric ruler of Aries is Mercury. Esoteric is the soul ruler. When you take Aries and you take it from the higher level, you are working with the mind and the power and the will. And you have to use those pieces, your power within, your will within, your discipline within for yourself. There is so much inside of you waiting and burning to come out for the world to experience. And so many people, they keep themselves small because they forget to think bigger, dream bigger, that anything is possible for them. There is unlimited possibilities for you. Nothing is too big for you. Only I've spoke about this before. The glass ceiling that you create for yourself keeps you smaller than where you want to go. Ask yourself now, what are the fears that you are ready to say, bye, I'm done, I'm good. What are you most afraid of and how can you push yourself forward and decide that that's no longer going to be a truth in your life? This is a time to birth the real you, to rise out of the sea of the collective unconsciousness. I was talking with a one-on-one coaching client the other day and I was like, you're not meant to soar with everybody. You're meant to soar above. This is why the eagle is one of my most profound spirit animals. The eagle soars above the rest. It soars the highest of them all. You know what? Maybe there's meant to be a whole bunch of blue jays underneath you. You're not supposed to be with everybody. Not everybody's going to wake up. Let those who want to stay in the unconsciousness, in their own wounds, in those places, let them stay there. But you have to go above. You have to rise above. You have to let yourself spread your wings and fly. Oh, but you might think, well, what if I fall? Girl, what if you fly? We always have the opportunity, again, the law of polarity, 
good, the bad, high, low, negative, positive. If you always revert to the negative, your mind is always marinating in the negative. What if you fly? Let's revert to the positive. Let the positive be the truth and the reality of your life. Not the negative. Fuck that. Being of positive minded means you are being of positive opportunities. Being of negative minded means you are being of negative. What we give out, we receive back. The universe actually rewards courage because it's it's radical change. Remember, with your thinking, instead of I can't, I can't, changing it to I can. There's nothing that you can't do. You can do anything. Anybody can do anything. They believe that they can. They implement the actions they can. Oh, I completely skipped over the full moon, right? That's happening in Virgo. That's coming up next week on, it's in the morning on the 7th at about 6 a.m. or so Eastern time, I believe. So the night before on the 6th, on the 6th and the 7th, you'll be feeling it a lot. I'm going to be having my my full moon healing on the 6th. But one of the highest expressions of Virgo, the full moon is in Virgo, is pure divine love. And the most powerful thing that we have within ourselves is our connection with love and our heart, our heart space. Love can heal every wrongdoing in your life. And I'm not talking about intimate love with others. I'm talking about the energy of the emotion love radiating out from you. And what's even more pivotal with this full moon is an hour after the full moon on the 7th, Saturn's going to go into Pisces. This is where the Saturn is going to shift. And so this full moon is what kicks off everything that happened here. Obviously, I just spoke in all of that. The first part of that is the full moon that's happening next week, Monday. So the sun is going to be in Pisces during this full moon. The The moon is in Virgo, and both are deeply connected with your health and healing. And with the moon in Virgo, Virgo loves physical healing modalities, okay? So like herbs, foods, detoxing, cleansing, remedies, you can look in your own chart or, you know, like I was speaking about the one woman who I, I'm recommending. You can also get her link below. Find out where you have Pisces and Virgo in your chart. And that's where you know where you might need healing in your life. You know, maybe it's in relationships. Healing needs to be done there. Cleansing needs to be done there. Money, healing, cleansing, cleaning up, making space, job, whatever. And Virgo is also about self-improvement. That's why this month is also really important in the connection with yourself, getting better, asking yourself, what am I doing? And looking really, what is the daily habits that you're doing that is keeping you small, that is not helping you get to where you want to go? What habits do you have that you need to change? You got to start asking yourself and looking at this, what are the bad habits that I'm doing? And look at how are you using your time? Virgo wants you to feel productive. It needs to feel productive. What are you actually doing in your day? Start taking some inventory of that. What can you add to lists to to actually be getting stuff done? You need to be looking deeper at your life and simplifying, purifying, cleansing, being clearer on what it is that you're doing. The clearer that you are, the easier things will feel. And there's seven planets that are moving from fixed energy into flexible energy. So remember I was saying how transformative this is. Seven planets changing. You think you're not going to feel changes when there's seven planets changing? And just remember that there's going to be a lot of changes that might be uncomfortable. Where can you be more flexible? Where can you fine tune? 
Where can you surrender and lean into? Mercury is also the ruler of Virgo, and the sun is conjunct Mercury. And so this is a reminder to be gentle. Reminder that being kind and gentle and caring, that that's the way. That's, that's how we should be. And the biggest thing is remember that nobody is perfect. I know that when we start on the healing journey, we think that we're better than other people. If you felt that, listen, I also had felt that before in the past too. And that's still just an ego program, right? Nobody is perfect. You're not better than other people because you're on the healing journey. You're not better than other people because you're more aware. You're not better than people because you're shedding the layers. You're not above anyone. I even remember this when I was, you know, I first became like plant-based and how so many people who are vegan, they <laughs> they preach this love for animals, but then they're nasty to humans who are not be- hum- vegan. That's not the way. That's not being loving and kind and caring. It's not, I, being vegan doesn't mean that you're better than other people. Any, any decision that anyone makes in their own life doesn't make them better than anyone else. You can be more aware on things. It might be more aligned for you, but does that mean that it's the way for everyone? No, we're all bio-individual. I don't believe that there is one way for anything except for love. I believe that living from love and from the heart space and living a heart-centered life, I do believe that that is the way and how every person should be living. I will say that. I do believe that. But in regards to the physical body, is there one way in in what's best? I don't think so. If others are on their healing journey or not, or if they're far as far along as you, everyone deserves kindness, love, compassion. That's the part two here with this energy, walking the walk and being kind to everyone, not just people who we like or who support us, but being in that place of grace and compassion. People are doing their best in life and nobody is perfect. Not even you, darling. Not me, not anyone. And what we give off is what we get back. Don't we want to give off gratitude, compassion, love, kindness? For people to relax in your presence, we need to create a space for them to be able to do that. Everyone feels the energy of who you are. Like I said, one of the highest expressions of Virgo is pure divine love. That's how we should be striving to live, tapping into that energy and being of that. And even before I was setting up and prepping for this, I decided that for me, like my intention for March is love. I want to be in that love energy. I want to be living from that heart space. And that is what I strive for every month. But this month is going to be my deepest intention of what I want. And Mercury is also about asking good questions and and asking yourself, right? And just like I sent out an email to my email list about affirmations and how affirmations are powerful questions that shift your subconscious. And I feel like every person should be using affirmations. They're transformative. They are why questions. I, I created a free guide for them. I'll also link that below for you to access this free guide on affirmations. They're transformative. And this will help you learn all the details and the ins and out of them. I really, really believe everybody should be saying that. This also came up on my coaching call this past week in the quest. And one of the girls was saying how just from implementing affirmations, how much it's transformed their life. And they are. They're transformative. So this is really the, the basis of the energy this month. 
it's pretty potent. It's transformative. It is a month of cleansing, shedding, releasing, and rebirth, as well as stepping proudly, boldly, and strongly into the truth of who you are and starting to really live that authentic life, that integral, authentic version of yourself, who you really are at the deepest part of your core. Lean in and trust into yourself. Set a vision in place for the month for you to start living by. This is something that I do with those who are in the quest at the beginning of the month. We put these pieces in place to start using and tapping into that creative potential. When you have to plant a seed that is going to be the road that your soul is going to walk on for that month and having radical commitment to that, what is the plan for you and showing up for that plan. When we don't put a plan in place, a goal in place, an intention in place, we leave it up to chance. And let me tell you, your soul is sick and tired of being you leaving it up to chance. You did that enough in your life, right? Wondering, well, why are these things happening? Well, are you exerting your creative power? Are you using the potential of your soul and the gifts that you have? Or are you just leaving it up to the universe to figure it out for you? We leave it up to the universe and... It rarely ever works out in our favor when we do that. So it's really important. And you can get on the wait list for the quest if you're interested in that. It's by far my proudest achievement outside of having my daughter, to be honest. But this is what's coming up for March. Make sure you check the description below if you want to access any of the details. You know, I, I put a lot of links. I spoke into a lot of stuff that's available for you. Nervous system stuff, the full moon stuff. Oh, you know what? I got you, girl. For those who are in the quest, you also get access to all of my full moon healings. I'm not offering them publicly monthly anymore. It just depends on what kind of things I have available each month. But in the quest, you get a full moon healing every single month. Okay. But I am offering this full moon also publicly where anybody can get in on it. So you can sign up for that below. But because you're here, you're you're here, you're an OG. You're here on the podcast. You can go ahead and get 10% off to get into this upcoming full moon healing. If you've never done it before, click on the link below and you can see what others have experienced from the full moons and come and check it out. It's an amazing experience. I love it. I've been doing them for two and a half years. There's been thousands of people who've joined me in 25 different countries. So come and check it out. If that's something that you're interested in, you can get 10% off and there will be a code below that you can put in to use that. And I would love to see you there and I would love to support you. It's going to be an amazing time. I might have some other exciting things coming here at the end of the month, so stay tuned. And I will get back and share a little bit more on some of my thoughts on birth stuff and all the things. I have a lot of exciting stuff coming, so stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. But until then, my darling, I'm sending you all of my love, and I will see you in the next one. 